Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Hello and welcome. I'm Kate Boone and I have with me in studio today, Yanni Mayer, who is the Executive Director at OFS Smart Repair, Brand Specialist, Creator and Founder of I Love BFN and Head of Digital Marketing and Social Media at Smart Repair Group of Companies. Yanni is born and bred in Bloemfontein, studied at both the UFS and CUT, and completed her studies in marketing and design and began her career as a designer. Moving into the corporate sphere, Yanni joined OFS Smart Repair in 2005, where she today heads up the OFS team alongside her brother and business partner, and is responsible for all things operational with a strong focus on marketing, PR, brand and client liaison. Always intrigued by all things brand, Yanni furthered her studies by completing a specialist course in social media at UCT. OFS Smart Repair believes in passion, quality, innovation, and smart, and is the premium auto body repair center in our region and one of the most technologically advanced super shops in Southern Africa. After that loaded and impressive <laughs> bio, Yanni, welcome again. How are you feeling today? Thank you, Kate. Thank you for having me. I'm feeling well. Um, excited to be here with you guys. Excited to be back at Kofsi's, my alma mater. So always fun to, to stop here. Such a pleasure having you here today. So before we unpack your job, tell me about the best day in your career. When was it and what happened? Kate, I don't think it's um, a case of only a best day in your career, but rather a series of highlights throughout 20 years of doing what I've been doing. Um, yeah, as a graphic designer, I remember the very first pamphlet that I got to hold in my hand that I designed. That was a pretty big moment for me. And at OFS, we've had a lot of highlights. Um, you know, we, we were the first shop in the country that – installed a double aluminium bay that is specialized repair and for someone to be able to do specialized repair you have to send your text to Germany for training so that was a big deal. Um, when we opened and built our completely drive-through I always refer to it as our McDonald's paint shop um, and we launched that afterwards that was very big for us. Uh, we did a rebrand um, we started in 2015. It took us an entire year to get it done. And uh, in 2016, we launched our new brand. Before that, we were known as OFS Panel Beaters. And then we dropped the descriptive and we changed it to OFS Smart Repair. And that was a big, big thing for our brand as well and the innovation of our brand. Um, yeah, when we built our reception as it is today and we added to our shop, we launched a Proudly Bloemfontein project where we were very insistent on only working with Bloemfontein suppliers and architects and quantity surveyors and uh, builders. And for us, it was very important because we didn't just want to build a building for ourselves, but also to showcase the extremely 
exceptional talent that we have in Bloemfontein. And I think a lot of times people, they overlook us and they think not much happens in Bloem, but we've got so much talent here. And then, yeah, lastly, on a personal note, uh, what was a highlight for me was when I was asked to do a TED Talk. And that was very cool because I'm a big fan of TED Talks and it was such a pinch me moment. I couldn't believe someone thought I had enough to say to do a TED Talk. So that was awesome. And also what was very special to me was when Kofsis invited me, your marketing department, to do a specialized lecture uh, for the marketing honest students in social media. And that was it was a, a wonderful day for me to to get to come back to where it all started and um, to impart, even if it was just a little bit of wisdom to the students and, and give back to where I started. So that was, oh, that was so much fun. Lots of highlights, Kate. I can go on and on. You really could go on and on. And I love how in your response, you really don't pinpoint one specific event but you're really reflecting on highlights like you say and a series of moments and for me it just also emphasizes the importance of the moments and the the process actually and not just the finished product but the process and the work that it, that goes into each and every detail so thank you for actually being so descriptive <laughs> and I love it so tell me a bit about your journey now from being a student um here at the UFS then going to CUT to becoming the professional that you are today, what is was it a straightforward road for you or was it winding with pumps and bumps along the way? Kate, I wonder if anyone that you have interviewed have ever said to you that it was just a straight road because I don't think it ever is. It was very winding for me. When I was at school, Kate, I my best subject was accounting and I had and I just had a knack for it. I, I, I understood it. I loved it. And uh, there was a teacher that said, if you want to study something that's going to set up yourself for anything that you want to do in business, go and study accounting. And I grew up in a home where my dad has always had his own business and an entrepreneur. And I always said, ooh, I want to go in business, even though I don't think you really know at 16 or 17 what that even means. But so, yeah, I thought, oh, okay, I'm good at accounting. Let me go and study it. And then during my first year, it was very interesting. I, I realized throughout the year that it wasn't exactly a fit. And if you think about the, I want to say, average personality type that studies to become an accountant. Mm -hmm. They're usually very serious, very pragmatic people. They don't have time for any monkey business. And I think in my first year, I only had time for monkey <laughs> business. <laughs> I was at Reis at Heis Wachemiki. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I was living my best life and uh, not as committed to accounting as I should have been. But uh, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't feel, it felt like I was different, very different to the people that I was studying mm -hmm. with. I was the girl showing up to class. Everybody would be there half an hour before time and I would be there just in time with a bright yellow dress. And yeah, so I, I realized something was off. And even, you know, when you're in it, when you're a student, you don't really understand it. Looking back, of course, you get it. But mm -hmm. Then in my first year, we were a couple of friends from school. We got together about once or twice a week, and one of our friends had a flat. 
And then we would drink coffee and have kayaks and have chats. And the one friend was studying graphic design. So he was telling me about the course and what it was about and the projects that they were doing. And I just remember thinking, yeah, that sounds like fun. And it intrigued me. And I think the part about it that really intrigued me as well was, you know, when you're at school, I was a girl, I had full academic colors. So if you are perceived smart or intelligent, then usually there's almost this, there's this expectation that there's a certain type of degree that you need to study. I always felt that if you are smart, that there are many degrees that you can study if you just sit on your bum and commit and you work hard and you study, then you can make it. But what excited me about graphic design or any course that you do in arts like fine arts or architecture is you have to have an aptitude for creativity or art because if you don't, if you have none whatsoever, then I'm sorry to tell you, but you won't be able to study it. You are going to fail. And that scared me because um, at that time it raised a lot of eyebrows. You can think when I said, oh, no, well, I'm done with accounting. I did finish my first year and passed, but now I want to do something 180 degrees completely different. But people who know me, they weren't that surprised because – in my home, as I said, I grew up with a dad that's an entrepreneur, but my mom is an artist. Um, she was a primary school teacher in her young days, but she exposed us to, she plays the piano, to so many a culture and art and, and my house is filled with music and color. And, and I think when I was studying this super pragmatic thing, I realized that I was missing it. And I used to draw a lot at primary school. But when you get to high school, priorities change and then it becomes about sports and boys and whatever else. And then you kind of lose focus. But um, so I knew I had creative jobs, but I didn't know if I had enough. And that's kind of why I wanted to do it because I wanted to see, I think probably prove to myself that I could. Mm. So then I changed majors to graphic design. And I went and shadowed for a design agency before I finished studying, which is something that I absolutely recommend. Go and see what it is, what you're studying, what what it actually entails. And uh, one of their graphic designers quit um, because a graphic, you know, the design agency is, is a very eccentric space um, and lots of fun, very interesting people to say the least. And uh, they offered me a job before I finished studying. I was in my final year and I took it and I started working and studying still. And then I worked at the ad agency for about two years. And then one of the admin ladies at our family business at OFS, uh, she finished, she retired. And my dad and my brother said, you know what, we think there's a space for you if you want to come and join us. And I never, ever thought ever that I was going to go to the panel shop. And I was distraught, Kate, when I left the creative space because I loved it. But it's interesting how when you are at certain stages in your life, you make decisions on instinct for where you are at that stage. And me and my now husband, we'd been dating for five years or so. We were in love. We wanted to get married. We wanted to go, you know, do in, in adulthood, mm. get a flat. 
And so that was a very adult decision that I had to make to say, okay, graphic design is lots of fun, but I'm I'm basically an intern, not earning much, and there's nothing wrong with it. You should start at the bottom and not earn much. It teaches you a lot. Um, But given the opportunity to be part of and work on and add value to a legacy is a profound thing. And I knew I wanted to go to OFS because I knew that I would work my fingers to the bone for something that I loved and that I believed in, which is our family. And OFS has been part of my vocabulary, those that three little letters, OFS, ever since I was three years old. So I have a deep connection and a deep regard for it. And there's just something different in putting your heart and soul into something that you have you actually have a say in and that you will have that you potentially can have a stake in so at OFS I certainly didn't start at the top I wasn't a director when I started I had to earn it I started in the trenches and um, but it's been yeah it's been an interesting and uh, a fulfilling winding road and I think it's much more fun because it wasn't just straight Beautiful. What a beautiful journey that you just shared with me right now. And now that you've shared your journey and how beautiful it is in the winding with the humps and bumps, let's say then you really never made that brave decision to follow that curiosity to go into graphics design. And you, what you studied and, you know, being part of OFS and doing the work that you're doing now was totally out of the question. Would you say you would have then would have liked to be an accountant and seen saw how that would have gone for you, or what was there anything else you would have liked to do? Kate, I would work in fashion in a heartbeat, girl. I would I would do if what I was doing now, what I studied, nothing. If I, if I couldn't choose any of it, I would do fashion journalism, and I would work at Vogue. For Anna Wintour. That is something that I think I would have loved to do. I think every girl that is into fashion has somewhere in their head at the back of their mind has that fantasy of that dream to work with Anna and Anna Wintour. I definitely have also had one of those as well. Now back to real life and as a brand specialist and a creative director, what really makes you good at your job and makes you good at what you do? Kate, I think it's a combination of passion and skill set and grit and determination. I, I'm a person that like to, I like to get things done. So, and I think that's the part of me that, that probably was leaning to the accounting side, but I'm very pragmatic. I'm goal driven and orientated. I'm good at problem solving. I'm very lucky that I have a knack for working with people. I I know how to lead and how to give direction and how to read a room, knowing when to speak and when not to, um, when to be strict and when to have a Midas touch. Uh, I always tell my team, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And then also, Kate, I'm fortunate again that I'm a creative and I have a, I have a talent for it. I have an eye for design and... I understand brand, I speak brand, it's my lingo, and it's definitely given me a great advantage in building our brand throughout the years. And especially when I had to 
put it on social media and position it in a digital space, that was a very, very big advantage that I had. Definitely. And if someone was listening now, let's say, you know, a young professional or even one of our students, they were listening and they feel like they'd also like to follow a similar career path or at least try and see if this is really something they have a knack for as well. What kind of advice would you say would help them to best prepare for this journey? I think tertiary education, I I rate it highly. Uh, I think it's important. Because it's an important phase in your life, Kate. It's, man, it's fun to be a student. But there are a lot, there's a lot of fun to be had and a lot of adventures to go on. But there's a lot of life lessons to learn and and life skills to pick up while you're a student. And even if you end up not doing what, you, what you've studied, what it shows a potential employer is that you committed and you you made a point of seeing something through and finishing it because it's not easy to get a degree. So that's why it's important, I think, on your CV. But from a personal and a life skill development side, there there are two things that, that I want to tell the young guns of today that I really think that you should pay attention to and work on. And it's something that I definitely look at when I decide if I want to work with someone or if I want to collaborate with someone. The first is work ethic. Work ethic is massively important. No organization or company wants to spend time and energy on coaxing you to be at work. Because from a practical side, if you're not at work – Someone else has to do your job and they have to fill in for you. So getting up and showing up every day, doing your best, focusing, getting the job done, it is very, very important. The second thing that I rate very highly is professionalism. Are you well-spoken? Do you have manners? How do you present yourself? Um... You know, if you show up to work and you're dressed sloppy and your hair looks like a crow's nest, it's unprofessional. It shows me that you don't have respect for the workplace and for the job that, yeah, for yourself and the job that you're meant to do. And it's something as small as if you send, if you send an email with five spelling mistakes, it's unprofessional. It shows that you care so little about this email that you don't even bother to do a spell check. So, guys, try and develop that already from a young age. And where you are now, how do you develop your your professionalism and your work ethic? Think about something like you have a project that you, and you have a deadline. Stick to your deadline. Have respect for your professor. Have respect for your degree. And make sure that you get the job done in time because those are the kind of skills that you're really going to need when you enter the world of adulthood. Definitely. What a loaded but also very valuable um, pieces of advice and gems to really pick from. And like we know, no job is roses and sunshine. Every job has its stuff. So what would you say is it about your job that, you know, the hard stuff or the mundane part of it? Kate, look, the marketing and brand, that's the joy for me. Né? So that's, that's, that's not hard work for me because it feels like I'm playing. The tough stuff is admin, systems, 
processes, the mundane things, meetings, managers, they say that's what really bores a team, but it's super, super important. The thing about admin is if your admin game is not strong, if your debtors, creditors, invoicing, processes, systems, checks, if it's not in place, that is how you close a business really quickly. I once interviewed uh, Ricardo Pitch, who was the previous director of the Free State uh, Arts Festival. And he told me work is 90% of doing unglamorous things for 10% of glamour. And that really rings true. You are going to have to, you, you need to understand that work is work. It's not mm. sipping cocktails on a beach. <laughs> so you're going to have to do a lot of things at work that's not going to feel like it's fun or the best, but they're so important and they need to be in place and get done in order to make sure that, that the entire organization is a well, well jet. Definitely. I couldn't have said it better. Now we're going to get to what I call my most favorite part of the interview because it's just so light and fun <laughs> and you really don't have to think too much about it. So the first thing that comes to your mind, just share with me. Okay, cool. This or that. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Love coffee. Sweet or salty? I've got a sweet tooth, Kate. It's a problem. <laughs> I love your love chocolate. Okay. Remote or on-site? I'm an on-site girl. COVID showed me I am an on-site girl. I love people and the energy of it. And you know what it is as well. I love getting up in the morning, getting dressed and having to go somewhere. It's it's purposeful. So on-site for me. <laughs> it sounds like it. Finish this for me. Every morning I do the school run and drink coffee. And lastly, my favorite word is? My favorite word is lacquer, Kate. I think it's a... Uh, it's a word that has transcended Afrikaans and it's become so part and partial of the South African culture. Everybody uses it, no matter if you're Sutu or English or and every you can do the best descriptions with it. Just be lacquer. Great advice. Eat something lacquer, have a lacquer time. So, yeah, that's my favorite. Ah, Yanni, this was a lacquer interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for your time. And I really, really enjoyed um, hearing your journey. And I really think and hope that it's going to be impactful to at least one student or one young professional, but definitely one person that's going to listen to this is going to find so much value in it. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Kate. And thank you for having me. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.